Hello and welcome to the Remo Health Rhythms Podcast. This is your host, Frank Thompson. On this podcast, we explore and get into the power of rhythm as a tool for change within the concepts of healthy relationships, community, and career. On this podcast, you'll discover experienced health rhythms facilitators. You'll hear their story via a long-form, free-flowing conversational interview. And as we get into the interview, we uncover and discover their relationships, and we learn how they've integrated health rhythms uniquely into their life's work, and how health rhythms has benefited them as a person, in their community, and in their world. So come on in and learn about the world of the health rhythms facilitator. Hey, Kevin, this is uh, Frank Thompson with Remo and the Health Rhythms Podcast. How you doing? Doing real well, Frank. How about yourself? Doing good. Hey, thanks for uh, being with us and, and, and sharing a little bit of, uh, of what you do. Um, so health rhythms, how and when and why did it come to you? Are you a drummer? Were you a drummer? How did, how did you fall into the world of, of health rhythms? Well, it's, um, I'm going to try to make it a little bit of a short story. <laughs> okay. Well, we like um, long stories, too. Yeah, okay. Well, okay. I, I have been a, a drummer, you know, pretty much all my life. Uh, mm-hmm. The ongoing joke with my mom is that I've been playing drums since I was in the room. Um, and so, so I... we uh, have the same mother. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I think I hear that quite a bit, actually. It's right. just one of those... Uh, my, wife, my, my mom thinks it's a, a, a funny, unique joke, but as the more drummers I meet, the more <laughs> I realize that's pretty much the common right. thing. So... Um, so yeah, you know, I, I, I'm drum, my background is drum set. You know, I was a drum set okay. guy and, and started playing. Uh, you know, my first professional gig for I started around 16 or so. You know, mm-hmm. and um, did that for a long time. Um, lots of different types of music and just you know had a ball. And then you know, did like everybody at some point. I shouldn't say everybody, like a lot of people at some point, and you know, married and kids were coming. So it's like okay, gotta got to be responsible and get a job, you know, so mm-hmm. I went out and uh, got into different types of sales. I mean, I sold everything from cars to heavy-duty truck parts to musical instruments to, you know, insurance, which is what my last career was before I started the health rhythms or okay. the, the drum circle business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was at a point where, I mean, I was just really, really, um, you know, up to my eyeballs. I was running a little insurance business, and I was playing three, four nights a week, you know, gigs, because I still love playing. And I was teaching private lessons, you know, uh, 10 to 15 students a week, and, and I was really, really burnt out. And I was having a conversation with my uncle, who was also a musician. In fact, I worked with him for a long time. And he said, Kevin, you need to find a way to share your love of music with more people. <laughs> and, and to be honest with you, it made me mad. <laughs> I was like, have you not been listening to what I just said? I'm working all the time. He said, no, 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 I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just finding a different way, you know. <clears throat> and and that started me on a, a little bit of a, a, a journey kind of just researching, you know, and looking at things. And, and the drum circle idea came up, and I started looking at it. And I had been tinkering with hand percussion for a few years, you know, but not, you know, I don't consider myself a great hand percussionist by any means. And, and, um, but I almost walked away because it, it just, you know, a lot of what I was seeing didn't fit my personality, you know, great people, but just kind of the, mm-hmm. 
you know, sometimes it's a lifestyle approach, just a life yeah. approach that, that could throw you off. And it, it's, you know, it's not a judgment on anybody. It's just, it just wasn't, it wasn't calling me, you know. And, and I went ahead and kept researching a little bit, and I ran across Dr. Barry Bittman, you know. Okay. And, and uh, started reading about the research, and, and boom, now there was something. Well, I'm not a medical guy or medical professional or scientist or anything, but there was something there that I felt like I could kind of sink my teeth into, you know. So the and, fact that uh, it had some uh, some evidence to it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. You know, and, I mean, I could sit there and tell you I've been to drum circles and they're great and they're fun, mm-hmm. but how am I going to charge somebody for something that's just great and fun? You know what I mean? It just it, yeah. it wasn't yeah. working for me. So um, so I went to health rhythms training in Nashville and, and – um, uh, fell in love with it. I mean, I just I just thought it was was the greatest thing. I came home, started doing more studying. Uh, ended up uh, I've ended up taking you know the basic training twice. I've done the, the adolescent, the advanced training. You know, um, which if anyone wants to do this, I highly recommend taking all of them. I mean, you know, there's something to draw from every single one of them for sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, so you're, so that, you're, that was, you're a kit drummer in the you're a kit drummer in the womb. You yeah. <laughs> you come out and you uh, you know express yourself on you know make, making music probably like bands and stuff and all that stuff growing up right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then yeah. you hey I've got this thing called a family I've got to earn a living so you do a bunch of jobs and it sounds like all of them whether it's insurance or sales or whatever that you're in the communications business right. Yeah, to some degree. I mean, you have yeah. you have to have some type of communication skills, and you've got to be able to express ideas, especially, you know, I, I, you know when you're doing it, you don't really go, wow, this is preparing me for something else. You know, you just right. don't right. really think that way. But right. looking back on it, you know, expressing ideas in, in, in the insurance world, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm selling you a piece of paper, and right. you have to, you know, my customer has to understand the concept of what that piece of paper can offer their family, or mm-hmm. you know, I, mean, I don't want to turn this into a big insurance thing, but but you know what I mean. So it becomes a yeah, yeah. You got to you, you you have to engage people and, and meet them in a way that's that's meaningful, you know. Right. And then exactly while this right. is happening, you've you've got an uncle that says, "Hey, <laughs> you, need to, you need to do what you love," and you're like, I, "I'm trying to," right? And and, right. and health rhythms comes to you with Doctor Bittman, and you go through all three of them. And the basic right. one twice. That's all. What, what in, right. So you really, you really delved in for content. It sounds like. Yeah, very much so. Teresa Evans here with the West Music Company. Today we're talking about the Remo Versa Tubano Pack with Comfort Sound Technology. That pack of three is versatile. Yes, they can nest inside of each other. The Tubanos themselves have built-in feet for added stability. They have a handle and the heads can actually pop right off. Those heads are actually Comfort Sound Technology heads. So if you have any sound-sensitive populations in your health resident facilitation, that would be perfect for them. West Music is offering you a 5% discount on the pack. All you have to do is go to westmusic.com. In the search field, type in the number 204897, or you can search by the name Remo Versa Tubano Pack with Comfort Zone Technology. Add that to your cart in your cart type in the promo code T-U-B-C-S-T again that's T-U-B-C-S-T and that will load your 5% discount on the pack have fun so you really you really delved in for content it sounds like 
Yeah, very much so. Um, again, not having any kind of medical background or any kind of, you know, it, you know that kind of research background. Yeah. I, I felt like I needed to do whatever I could to kind of get not only my head wrapped around it, but then to be able to turn around and communicate it to somebody else. And, you know, it, it's one of those things, the drum circle world, a drum circle is such an experiential thing that it is hard to explain, right? Well, same goes for health rhythms training, you know. It's, it's the experience of being there. Mm-hmm. You learn something different every time. In fact, you know, it's been a while since I've been to one. I'm actually, as we're having this conversation, I'm going, man, I'm going to have to go take a look and see what the schedule can allow me to do. Because, you know, you walk away, at least I walk away every single time. Number one, I make a lot of good contacts, meet a lot of good mm-hmm. people. And then in addition to that, walk away with, you know, honestly, if you walk away with one or two ideas that you can apply immediately, you know, that's a win. Not only for me, but for my clients. Oh, absolutely. I, I learn something every time I train. Every time I do a right. session, I learn something new. Right. It, I think that's part of the fun of, of health rhythms. So now, as you, as you came, did you start doing health rhythms after your first training, or did you go through all of them first and then start? No, no, How I, did you kind of get yeah, started? I, okay, so my first drum circle was actually yeah. done. I, I bought a couple of books, and I read some books, mm-hmm. and I had a, a, one of my daughters was getting ready to have her birthday party. Okay. And I said, hey, would you like to do a drum circle? And she was all gung-ho. Of course, they were all gung-ho about the drum circle when I first started. I'm eight years into it. They're not nearly as gung-ho. <laughs> you know? But, um, but uh, so I went, you know, I, I literally, I didn't have enough gear, so I had, I had attended the U, uh, UTSA, University of Texas at San Antonio, mm-hmm. as a music major. So I contacted my old instructor and said, hey, can I borrow some drums? She let, graciously let me go up to the school and pick out anything I needed. I loaded up on gear, and we did a drum circle at, at my daughter's birthday. And um, I had no idea what I was doing other than what I had read in some books. And it went better than I had expected. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, the, mm-hmm. the response, the response. It, and the, the, I'm a performer, right? So right. that immediate response, you know, it means a lot to me. Um, uh, I also I also done some training in the past. I've, I've done some business. Uh, I used to work with an organization that helped people learn about networking in business. You know, getting to know other people and how do you yeah. grow your business through networking. Mm-hmm. And uh, I worked with them for a while for a few years, and I did I did a lot of the leadership team training and things like that. And I kind of fell in love with that. And and it's the same thing. It's that immediate response. You know, people right. come up and tell you that they they got something out of what you said. The drum circle, you see the immediate response, whether they tell you or not, you know. And so uh, you could just see it, feel it. I mean, and as a, and someone who's done platform training and presentation stuff, you know it when it's hitting. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you can see it in their faces. You can, you mm-hmm. can hear it in the music. You know, you okay. can hear. I mean, it's just it's all over. So I, I, you know, so that was my first drum circle. That was prior to health rhythms training. Okay. I did that and did a few other things, and then, and then I went to the health rhythms training, and, and that's when I came home and said, okay, this is great. I love this. I'm going to go tackle the corporate market. Okay. And that was, that was my goal. Okay. Um, I jumped and in. And it, seems, it doing, seems, like a nat- I'm sorry, seems like a natural market because you come from that arena. That, you would think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so what I did is I jumped in and I was, you know, and I did some things. And some business was starting to grow a little bit. And a mm-hmm. friend of mine, who's also a health rhythms train facilitator, contacted me. In fact, we lived ten minutes away from each other. We met at the health rhythms training in Nashville. Right. Oh, yeah, is <laughs> and, that right? And yeah. 
Yeah, and he uh, he calls me up and he he said, hey, listen, I'm I'm doing a session once a month at a retirement community, and they've decided they want to go once a week during the week instead of on the weekend. Okay. And he's an uh, occupational therapist, so he's got a day job. He couldn't do it. He says, would you like to give it a try? And I said, you know, I mean, I'm putting on my best business voice. You know, I'm thinking. <laughs> It's not really the population I'm looking to work for and all these different things. And he says, well, what? just come do, do it, give it a shot, because if, you, if you're not going to do it, i got to find somebody else, right? Right. So I go to this session. I do one session at a, it's an independent living facility, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with it. I so fell you in found love your market immediately. I fell in love with the senior population on wow. that very first session. And... Uh, that client ended up being once a week for about six and a half years, and then wow. they they came down to now budgetary considerations and whatnot. We're, we're sure. doing twice a month at that same location, mm-hmm. um, but I just fell in love with it, and and <clears throat> I, I I was heavy into networking. So as soon as I fell in love with that, I started finding all of the different types of organizations that I could network in and with. Um, in that specific Kevin, market. When we, when we say networking, those of us who are, you know, kind of comfortable talking with people and engaging people, what do you mean by networking? Because it's, it's kind of a word that's thrown well, out there a lot. What does that mean to you? Yeah, to, to me it means, uh, well, it, it is a loaded word because unfortunately yeah. a lot of people networking means showing up at a business and, and trying to sell everything or showing up at a meeting of different mm-hmm. business people, okay, yeah. and then trying to sell everyone in the room. Right? Okay. To me that's not networking yet. Networking is showing up to that meeting, getting to know people, finding out how I can help them and how they can help me, and then if I can refer them for something, then they're going to be much more liable to refer me for something, right? But if I just show up in sales right. mode, uh, it's very easy to turn people off. Very so I'm kind of hearing you say, hey, look, I'm going out there and I'm networking, but I'm building relationships, not transactions. <laughs> Bingo, bingo. Yeah, okay. that's, that's okay. easier way to say it than I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, because it's important, right? Because people that you relate to and build and build real relationships, you can talk with them, right? And it, and it's like, I, I try to encourage people: don't be afraid of networking. You do it all your life. You make friends. You make relationships. Do that from a business point of view, and you'll right. and you'll build a network of people that can do business that you can do business with, and more importantly, that can do business with you. But exactly. And, and, and really more importantly, not that they're going to do business with me, but they're going to point me to other people to do business with. Right, right. Because right. if my goal is to go to a networking organization mm-hmm. and do business with everyone in the room, once I've done business with everyone, yeah, that organization means nothing to me. Right. But right. if my goal is, or it shouldn't mean nothing, but you know what I mean, it's not, it's sure. not productive for me anymore. But if right. my goal is to get to know them and hopefully gain their confidence so much if they're willing to refer me to other people they know, that's golden. Yeah, no, excellent. That's yeah, I tend to believe that uh, people that are health rhythms practitioners are in the re- are in the referral based business. And well, you have to be. And, and, you have to be. You you get clients one at a time by doing a great job and building right. your network around that service that you provide. So so now you so you you've got a, a health rhythms facilitator that lives ten minutes away. You meet uh-huh. them in Nashville at the training, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, right, right. turns out they introduce you to your first client that has that's still a client. You find out that boy, this is the market for me, and you didn't expect that to happen. 
and you begin to do the things, building relationships. We'll use the word networking and, and connecting sure. with people, and it's evolved in, into a, a full business for you, yes? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to give you an idea, and this isn't patting myself on the back, but I just want you to know what, what the volume of business I'm doing, right? No, let's, let's pat ourselves on the back. This is good. <laughs> Last year, just in retirement communities, I did 360 sessions. If things continue going the way they are this year, I'm going to go over 400 by the end of this year, uh, sessions in retirement communities. Wow. Wow. Now, are you going to every country in the world, or is this every place in your state? How do you, how do you begin to manage? Yeah, tell me about that. Believe it or not, the vast majority of my clients are right here in the San Antonio area. Um, I, I have, uh, you know, most of my clients bring me in on a monthly basis. Okay. I have some that bring me in on a, uh, you know, twice a month. Um, mm-hmm. I've got some who, budget-wise, they, they, they can't afford to bring me in. I've got, unfortunately, I mean, it's a real shame in that world, you know, these, these the elderly deserve the, all the good we can give them. And I've yes. got some facilities where, where my, my fee for one session is more than their monthly budget, you know. Mm-hmm. And so what they'll do is they'll put aside a little money every month, and then they'll call me once every six months and bring me in, you know. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, they, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's that big of a deal for a lot of them. Um, in addition to San Antonio, I go to Austin, I go to Houston, I go to Dallas, you know, um, and everywhere in between. You know, I, I, I just last week or a week and a half ago, I was in San Angelo in Midland and Odessa doing drum circles in retirement communities. So, so, so um, this, is, this is in Texas. You, you've got the Texas swing going on down there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> the Texas swing, I love it, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And, 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 look, I'll go anywhere. What's been interesting is this thing that I wanted to do, to do the corporate world and the conferences mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I still get to do them. I, I still get calls from people to go work with uh, their, their employees. Um, I do this last summer. I did summer camps, you know, for kids with special needs. Right. Um, you know, so I still get to have the, the variety that I really need to keep myself motivated. Mm-hmm. Um but I, but I still have kind of focused on one, one niche in order to build my base. Okay. And, you, and, and you're strategic about it. You know that that's your base. That's where you need to network. That's where you need to support, and, and you're focused on it. But it also provides an opportunity for you to do other things because you have that base. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And How about you – know, mm-hmm, go ahead. I, I was going to say real quick just to talk about the, on, the, on the networking side, the relationship yeah. building side. I have – I mean, it, it's kind. Of, it, it, it's almost silly to say to tell you this because, as a businessman, I know I should be doing more. But over the last, well, I, I started off doing you know advertising with corporate, and then once I started in the uh, retirement community, where I really decided that was my niche, mm-hmm. it was all networking. I have yeah. done three three mail outs in the last seven years, and that's it. That's the only advertising I've done. I haven't bought an ad anywhere. I, I just, it's all networking. And can I add referrals as well? Networking and referrals? When I, yeah, when I say networking, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, that that's kind of uh, encompasses okay. the referrals. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so your phone rings. Your phone rings. Yes. yes. Isn't that great? And, again, it's a great thing because when my phone rings, I, I may not be getting, it may not be a phone call for a big payday, Right. But it's a phone call for someone who wants to have me from now 
and into the foreseeable future coming on a regular basis. That's great. So, so continuity clients. That's great. Exactly. You know, exactly. And a, a lot of people, you know, one of the, one of the things that I'm excited about with the, this podcast is that people can hear individual stories like yours, saying, you know what, look, I come from a, from a different background. I'm not clinically trained as a health professional. Um, I'm, I'm a, I have a salesperson background. I have a family man background, but I have a heart background, and I want to share what I love and do. Yeah. I have found a place unexpectedly in the uh, senior community, assisted living, and I've, and mm-hmm. I've found a market that, that fits. And it's not like, you know, because sometimes people can be intimidated, Kevin, about, oh, I've got to do this sophisticated marketing, or I've got to have, you know, four-color this and five-panel this. And (laughs) and part of my message that I hope people get from this podcast is when you listen to Kevin's story, the guy's saying he didn't come from this industry or background, and he didn't do drum circles, but he had the heart, the passion, learned the craft, and now people are... He's earning a living and has created a business as a practitioner by being good at creating a service for people that they want, and that service is drumming within that community. So that's that's my long-winded way of saying you don't have to be a rocket scientist or a market specialist or some triple PhD in you know in market economics to do this. You just need to get started and and begin to develop your audience. Is that a pretty fair statement? Absolutely, and I think I think one of the most important things you, you, you mentioned was the heart for it. You know, uh-huh. um, I, I'm, I'm at a point, job-wise, career-wise, yeah. business-wise, where, you know, I mean, the, just the sheer number of things I'm doing, uh, it's it's going to be pretty soon. I can't. I'm not going to be able to do it all. Okay. You know, and and I've I've brought in over the course of the last few years two different guys, um, <clears throat> actually three different guys who showed an interest in maybe doing drum circles and, and trying to, you know, see if they could do it. We did some training. We did some, um, you know, they came and shadowed me at some, some of my sessions. Mm-hmm. And the goal was to bring them in to work for, work with me and for me, you know, so that I could, you know, when I get these calls to do a big trip up to over to Houston, I don't have to cancel or reschedule sessions I already have booked. You know what right. I mean? So, so What's happened, though, is people get into it, and they get uh, several weeks into the training, and and they realize they don't have the heart for it. Thank goodness they do, and they're honest with me, because we don't, we don't right. have to fight that battle down the road. Right. Um, but, but that's the hard part, is trying to find somebody um, who's got that heart that, that it's... I mean, they're great guys. I'm not saying they don't have a heart, but they don't have a heart for this. You know what I mean? Right, right. And, and, and especially working in the, in the retirement communities, because... Mm-hmm. As a performer, I, I sometimes need that that immediate feedback. You don't always get it when you're doing a memory care unit and you've got you know people with Alzheimer's and dementia uh, kind of participating. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, what, what allows you to sustain yourself in that in that arena if you don't get that immediate feedback? What? How does that? How do you how do you work through that? Yeah, so, so early on, I remember going to a session and thinking, oh, my gosh, this was, this was just horrible. I didn't connect with them at all, you know, and I was very, you know, very upset about it, you know, and, and beating myself up about it. Yeah. And, and, so, and I literally went for, like, two weeks doing like that, okay? So mm-hmm. I actually called the activities director who had me come in, and, and I, I mean, I was basically going to tell them I didn't think that they were a good fit for me because of, 
what I perceived to be, uh, you know, a, a failure of mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she said, as soon as she got on the phone, I said, hey, this is Kevin with Drumming Around. And she goes, oh, my God, thank you so much, Kevin. That session, people are still talking about. And she just went, she just gushed. Wow. All, all this stuff about how great that session was. And I'm thinking to myself, really? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, 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 and that was when I realized, and in fact, this was mentioned at a health of training, and it clicked. You know, we've got to be careful judging the, the, the success of a session based on how we feel about the session, you know, right. because right. I don't know. I, you know, this is the first session I'd ever been to. I don't know these people. I don't know how to look at them and tell if they're being engaged or not. And it changed how I, um, number one, how I viewed it, right? I, I'm never, I, I try not to judge it just by how I feel, mm-hmm. but it changed the things that I look for. Okay. Okay. To, to see if someone's being, if someone's engaged, right? Mm-hmm. It might, mm-hmm. They may not be drumming. Okay. They may be sitting in their chair. I put a drum in front of them, and they don't touch it for the entire hour, right? Right, yep, yep. But, but they might be tapping their foot, or they might be moving mm-hmm. their hands a little bit within the rhythm. And, and if we don't look for those things, I think we end up missing a, a, lot, of, a, a lot of really you know, magical moments. Yeah, what I hear you saying is that, you know what, hey, I had, as a performer, as a presenter, you knew how to, there were signs that you were accustomed to listening and looking for. And one of the things that you've learned is to expand those things so that you can say, you know what, don't assume those are the only things. Let me open my eyes and ears for other things that might be indicators of where people are. And and you're growing that way, too. Yeah. It's funny, as you were saying that story, uh, last week I was doing a group uh, that I've been doing for a number of years, and a woman came up, and she said, uh, Frank, I want to thank you because my husband, he came to the health rhythm circle, and he drummed, and that was the most activity out of him in two years. And I hadn't seen the lady in about six months, and I was doing another event, and she came back up and said, you know what, life-changing in terms of, what her husband, he's just been brighter, and he has a drum, and he plays around, you know, and there's some dementia issues and things, but he's, sure. he's kind of come alive, and the trigger moment was that health rhythm circle, so I kind of think that, you know, folks like yourself and I, we get to live in the world of, I call miracles, you know, in the old Latin root, marvelous to the eye, you know, um, sure. we get Absolutely. to see a lot of miracles in little ways every day, and not the fact that we're changing, the, you know, that we're the tidal wave that changed everything, but we have these little moments of insight where people say, you know what, what you did matters. And thank you. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I just had that thought as you were saying that story. Good stuff. It, it, yeah. Sometimes there's a convergence of things, right? Like this person might be, maybe even if they don't know it, they're looking for something to grasp onto to, to, to try to have, to try to maintain some type of normalcy. And then we just happen to be lucky enough to be there when right. they need it. Right. You know? hey, let's talk about gear a little bit, if I can. Okay. Um, when you first started, I um, um, Tell me about your, do you have a favorite Remo drum that you use or pieces of Remo gear? I actually, I get the, uh, the one that I've used the most is the thin line sets, right? They're, they're, they're the kind of the narrower frame, but it's a set. I think it goes 8 to eight to 16 or something like that. And, okay. And um, I can fit oh. two sets in one bag, so I've got 10 drums in one bag. Dude, I love that. I mean, because portability yeah. <laughs> is such a big deal, right? Huge. Huge. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I would Absolutely. tell people, get the gear that's going to fit your vehicle, not vice versa. Right. Because, right. If, yeah. So, uh, so as someone who does 
who ports a lot of gear, what are some of the secrets that you work that you that make it work for you? First secret is go out and buy a cart of some sort. <laughs> I, I mean, I tell you, I did the first three years lugging every single drum in and out of the facilities, and I went. I finally broke down and went and bought one of those rock and roller carts, you know, that that, that right. collapse down uh, mm-hmm. to really small, and then they open up. And and that number one, that was life changing <laughs> for you know, me. I'm so um, glad you said that because one of the things I do a, a quick start program, and and uh, I remember thinking about okay when I first started as a facilitator, what is everything that I've learned right that if I and, it, and one of the things was if I have to put this drum down again and open up another door or carry another feet or park another <laughs> five yard, and so I if my my quick start training is really about. Okay, here are the operational things, right? Because, you know, we go to the training and we learn this stuff and we're inspired. Great. But what people don't realize often is that if it's a hassle every time, you won't do it, you know? That's right. So my training is, hey, here's all the stuff as an experienced facilitator you need to worry about. And so and one of the things on there or that we cover, get a cart. (laughs) (laughs) It's huge. You know, it's it's such a small thing. And, and, And it was you know, they're not good ones, not cheap, but it's such a small investment. I bought right. one; I've been using it pretty solid for seven, almost seven years now. You know, so, right? Right. Uh, I mean, every day, two and three sessions a day. You know, so it's, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not, it's definitely worth the money. Yeah, um, so and the it's cart is deal. number one. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, is also, you know, when I first started this, my my thought initially was I was going to have to have a whole bunch of gym days. You know, okay, I was going to have to have decent sized gym bay because you know no one wants a little gym bay mm-hmm. you know i mean this is what's going on in my head right and what i found my my normal gear i show up with three or four gym three or four maybe 12 inch gym bays mm-hmm. and then i have three or four maybe nine or ten inch gym bays and then a couple mm-hmm. little small ones sometimes when people pick their own instruments the big gym bays are left in the middle of the floor right you know Right. So, again, that's one of those, my perception of what people want, right? Because, I mean, I'm a drummer. I want big and loud, you know? <laughs> and Dude, I was right there not, with you, right? Because the first thing you know, you've been to a drum circle, and everybody's got these huge instruments, and they're beating the hell out of them. And it's like, I guess that's what a drum circle is. But then it exactly. leaves off, and it's, and it's like, no, wait, there's more than jumbos. There's all this. And, you know, and sometimes there's bigger people, smaller people, wider, narrower people, and they want yeah. instruments that will fit them. You know, or how and a lot of times it has to do with their comfort level, too. But, you know, well, that's big yeah. one. I don't want to be that loud. You know, I want yeah. to just have something I can play here quietly. So, right. you know, big and small drums, mm-hmm. frame drums. Mm-hmm. I'm experimenting right now with a drum that I, that, that, I can, that I can put in their lap and strap to the arms of the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Because even, like, this way I've got a drum that has a stand. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if they're in a wheelchair, getting them to move their feet a part wide enough to move that drum in place is, yeah. is an impossibility, you know, for some of these for, for some folks, right? So, so that's an issue. And then, and then, okay, well, the easy fix is give them a frame drum, right? Well, maybe, maybe they can't hold the frame drum, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many things to consider, especially in this in this senior market or any market where you've got people with with accessibility issues, you know. Yeah. Um, but but you have to think about so. Um, you know, I, I remember my first rig, I had um, 10 or 20 frame drums, all these big djembes, uh, tubanos. I had um, 
in my in my bag. I had maracas, tambourines, cowbells, wood block. I mean, you know, everything, right? All the stuff. You look at my look at my rig now. My my normal rig, and I'm talking about specifically for the retirement communities. Mm-hmm. I'm showing up with with gym bays, a few big gym bays, one or two big ashikos, maybe a timbal, you know, a few different things like that. And then I have mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, the frame drums, a lot more of the smaller drums, and then a ton of maracas. Yes. Because if somebody can't play a drum, they can't hold them, almost everybody can hold a maraca. Almost. You know, I mean, we still run into that issue occasionally, but, but um, yeah, a ton of maracas, you know. You know, I, I've so, also found the maracas helpful, too, like if someone, if one of their attendants is pushing a wheelchair, you know, with a, with a participant, you can give them a maraca, a maraca, and they can participate also. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me tell you, to me, the biggest thing about maracas, and, mm-hmm. and this comes to getting people to, to, um, getting people to participate. Mm-hmm. I walk up to somebody, senior market, I bring them, I don't want that, I'm not going to play anything. I say, okay, no problem, and I just pack everything out, right? And then I go to my bag, and I pull out this maraca. And I, tell, I look at everybody and say, y'all know what this is? And they'll say, what? I say, this is my just-in-case maraca. And they all look at me kind of crazy. And I walk over to the person that told me no. I said, would you hold this just in case you decide to play? And wow. 99% of the time, they hold it. And 99% of the time, they end up playing. Okay. One of the other things I teach in my training is if you find an idea, steal it. <laughs> and I want you to know that I now everybody. I'm going to have a just in case maraca. I yeah, have five or six of them, you know. <laughs> oh, that is that is priceless. Great, yeah, great, and, great, and great. It, it works. Like, I mean, it, I did, I used it. I did that twice yesterday. Yeah, you know. So I mean, okay. it works. It comes up and it works like a charm, you know. Um, oh, Kevin, that is really, and, really good. Yeah. Hi, this is Brock Carricker. I'm president of Remo Inc. The Health Rhythms program has been inspiring people around the world for nearly two decades. We couldn't be more proud of the amazing professionals who've taken our training and are using it to make people's lives better. So on behalf of Remo Inc., I'd like to say thank you. As you, what do you see the future bringing for you? More of the same? You, I guess you'll probably sound like you need to get more people to support if you're doing nearly 400, you know, events. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I, sessions, I'm right? you, yeah. yeah. At some point, I'm going to have to have some help. You know, so mm-hmm. we're working on that. Um, okay. uh, the other thing that has, has come up recently is is being I'm, I'm getting calls to give talks and presentations to groups of caregivers. Okay. Or groups of activity directors, mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing. So it's expanding a little bit. Hopefully, um, it will continue to move that way. Where I start doing more of those types of, uh, of, of events, talks, and, and things like that. I love. I mean, I when, <laughs> I used to. I told you I used to do this training, and I'd ask people, "How many of you like public speaking?" And of course, no one raises their hand. Or a few people right. do. How many of you love public speaking? Right. <laughs> no one raises their hand except me, because I'm that guy. I like to get okay. up on stage. Mm-hmm. And talk about a topic, or in a room with people who who who, who have an interest in the topic. You know that, that they need the information. So yeah. I'm really hoping that as things progress, that, that 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 will continue to expand as well. Well, good luck with that. Hey, let me ask you this: If you were uh, 
or finish this sentence for me. Hey, you're a new person just getting in, started in health rhythms. The first piece of equipment you need to get is frame drums. Outside, of, outside of a cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, frame drums, and you won't need the cart initially. <laughs> frame drums, okay. Yeah, I would say, and, uh, I would say frame drums, and, and I'm going to expand it a little bit from just the first piece. I'd say frame drums and a few gym bays. Okay, okay. And how, and how about, you know, um, you know, when I first started Health Rhythms, my biggest fear was? I'm sorry for the big pause. I'm, I'm thinking this through a little bit. That's um, okay. And, and, that, you know, and what honestly I like about this mm-hmm. Honestly, Frank, my biggest fear was not making a living. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm the primary. I mean, I'm really, at this point, I'm the sole breadwinner for the family. Okay. Um, my biggest fear was... Am I am I jumping into something that really doesn't have the viability to, to, to do what I needed to do? Okay. That was I've my been, biggest fear. Thank you. I'm gonna we'll do a few more. I've been successful with this because I'm not afraid to work. Okay. One of my biggest surprises about doing health rhythms has been what I've learned about myself. If you are a new facilitator or someone who's been to the training but hasn't started, you should find some more experienced facilitators and bend their ear on a regular basis. Great. Kevin, we have had a great conversation. We try to keep these uh, – boy, I feel like I could go for the next hour. There's kindred spirit and um, experiences in our background that we didn't get into. Um, but as I kind of bring this to a close, um, and jump in if I miss it in how I'm summarizing it. I'm, I'm talking to someone who has a successful health rhythms and drumming business that's focused on the senior care market predominantly, but is also providing a – uh, unique other varieties of opportunities for you, like doing presentations and doing other events. And you built it into a business and a practice that's really covering the major cities of Texas. And you've, and you've built that business from scratch. You've brought all of your experiences from, from being a trained musician on uh, you know, a drum kit and a performer, a person who migrated into a vi- variety of sales jobs and other things, um, but still not, and you know, a family man, and still not quite, quite finding fully fulfilled. You know, and your uncle makes a statement <laughs> at the right place at the right time. <laughs> at the right time, and and it was just then you you said okay, and then you you do some research. You sound like a studious person, and you say, you know what, drum circles, yeah, okay, you know, maybe not my fit, but ah, Dr. Bittman, you you come across him in this thing called health rhythms, and for you that was a gateway to where you could bring all of you into an environment that could, that could lead you to where you are now. And that's kind of, kind of what's happened. Um, is that a pretty fair summary? Man, that, that, that's, I want you to write that down because that's like my biography. That was great. Uh-huh. Well, the good news <laughs> is we won't have to write it down because it will be in the podcast. <laughs> recorded, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, this hey, is- before, I, I want to make sure I do one thing before we, before we wrap yeah. up, and that is I want to thank you. I want to thank you. I don't know if you remember, but you were, you were at – the when I did the advanced training, you were there. Ah, okay. And, uh, and so I got to pick your brain just a little bit. And then mm-hmm. at one point, I don't know if you remember this or not, but we, you and I had about an hour long phone conversation where I just asked you questions. I was really looking at the corporate side of things. Yeah. And, and this is 
you know, when I talk about people call folks uh, that have been doing this, it, it's so important, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I, know, I know that there are, are formal programs, formal mentoring programs you can get involved with, and those are great. But especially early on, you know, absolutely be willing to call some folks. I can't tell you, I've gotten calls from people in, in California, uh, right. Illinois, uh, New York. You know, they, they find that, they, I guess they find me on, on the, the Health Rhythms Train Facilitator, you know, thing on the Remo yeah. website. Yeah. And then they contact me because they see how much I'm doing in the senior, and they're asking about how to get started in that. It, you know, it, if I have time, I'll give as much time as I can to somebody who's trying to get started. You know, oh, and, and it's and it's such an important thing, and uh, you know, not not nothing negative against the formal, you know, where, where people pay to go to these classes, right. you know, online classes. Those are great, but man, you know, sometimes it's 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 just the friendship and reaching out and building those relationships among the facilitators as well that can help people grow their businesses and become better. You know, and and mm-hmm. I just gonna say, and it's not a competition. You know, I mean, I'm not. Even if somebody's local or in Austin or something, they call me and I'm working in that market, I'm still going to give them the same stuff I'd tell somebody in Illinois, you know, who's not a a competitor. I so thank you for saying that because, you know, there's enough out there for everybody. Absolutely. There's enough for everybody, and and we should be resourceful for one another. And and thank you for letting me know that – that we that that conversation was meaningful that we had. So I appreciate that Absolutely. very much. And and it's and it and it's funny. You know, if we as facilitators are all being good and great at what we do and helping one another and, and supporting our clients, that raises the bar for everybody. You know. Absolutely. And if you're doing 400 sessions, you know, let's say double it, and you're doing 800 sessions, you know, next year, you're pretty much going to be uh, hooked up to an IV all day, right? That's <laughs> so, pretty much. Yeah, so we need people out there doing this because you know it it, it creates opportunity for everyone. So uh, yeah, so I, yeah. I celebrate that. Thank you for for sharing that. Anything else you'd like to add before before we wrap, Kevin? You know, just if you got a heart for it, you know, get some drums. Try it a few times. You know, borrow drums from somebody. Try it mm-hmm. and and. Uh, you know, you just not find you love it. And the other thing is, don't you know? Don't do what I did and put on blinders and and look at just one one area, and mm-hmm. and and then realize that oh my gosh, number one, there's there's so many places you can go uh, that we don't know about, right? Mm-hmm. And and then you just might find the thing you love <laughs> in, in in a very unusual place. Because you found a neighbor that's ten minutes away, but you only meet them at the health or the training. Incredible, right? Exactly. <laughs> incredible. Exactly incredible. <laughs> I think that's a good note to uh, to leave it on. And Kevin, I know that you're off to a session this morning, so I thank you. And uh, we'll have this up pretty soon. And you have a great rest of your day and week, and we'll chat again. Okay? That's right. I appreciate it. Okay. Take care. Thank you.